We made it to November, everybody. Yay, 2020 is almost over. We are going to bring you some more wonderful healers to discuss what goes on in the world of COVID-19 with all of the stress. We actually have International Stress Awareness Day on November 4th, ironically, the day after the election. We have Veterans Day, November 11th. We have International Survivors of Suicide Day on November 23rd. It's a, it's a month of gratitude, though. It's a month of being thankful for what we do have. Um, it's World Kindness Day on November 13th, which falls on a Friday this year. So that should be fun. So we're very happy you're here. We're very happy that you've decided to listen to this podcast. And we'd love for you to write a review if you're enjoying it, share it with somebody else, or if you're interested in sponsoring, please reach out. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. And although this will be airing on a Wellness Wednesday, um, we are talking together today on a Saturday morning. So I really appreciate this conversation today with our licensed uh, mental health counselor, Thomas Young. Say hello to the audience. Hello, audience. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Wednesday, you know. Happy Happy Saturday, Wednesday. Good morning, good evening, whatever time it is that you might be listening or watching. Um, I feel like um, one of the luckiest people in the world because I get to have conversations with therapists, oh my God, during one of the most um, extreme times in our lives. Um, Thomas and I were speaking before I hit record just about how like the generations that have come before us this is not a complete surprise but it is the first time that we've lived through something like this Um, and it is certainly an anxiety high time so Mm -hmm. Thomas thank you for joining me I would love for the audience to learn a little bit about you and how you came to be um, in practice on your own for the last few years but you've been in the business for quite some time and you're in my favorite place St. Pete which after our yeah. interview today, my husband and I are, are mm-hmm. taking a bike ride in St. Pete. We're nice. packing up the car and we're heading down to your hood. There you go. Come to the hood. We love it. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about you, Thomas. Well, um, let's see. Um, I'm not from Florida. Um, I'm actually from a little town outside of Syracuse, New York, uh, called Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I came to being a therapist um, I don't want to say it was a difficult route, but it was, you know, certainly when you don't know the road that's in front of you, you know, you're like, what's going to happen? But when you look back, you're like, oh, yeah, that's how it happened. I get it now. Um, So I started in school, um, uh, actually starting to be a medical doctor. And when I didn't like that, I went to a different part of who I am. And I studied for five years to be a Roman Catholic priest. What? Yes. If you throw that in the middle of the interview and not warn me, I love it. Tell yeah, me more. If, if you if you look at if, if you look at the my professional letters behind my name, the first two letters are, are MA. Well, the MA is a master's degree in theology. Yeah. Um, right. from uh, St. Mary's Seminary and University in uh, Baltimore, Maryland. Wow. Incredible. Um, and when I decided not to become a priest, um so first you decided I, uh, not to be a doctor, and then you decided not to be a priest. Okay. Right. 
then I decided not to be a priest. And then I said, what am I going to do with my life? And again, it was one of those situations where um, the career found me. I didn't find it. I, I never saw myself as a therapist. I never thought about being a therapist. And then um, while I was in the seminary, we had a, uh, a retreat with the, a woman who happened to be the associate chair of the counseling department at what was then called Loyola College of Maryland. Now they have changed. I'm sold. Now it's Loyola University of Maryland. <laughs> um, and I had contacted her and, uh, you know, went and took a couple of master's level courses. And that was 1997. And here we are today. Unbelievable. That's amazing. Yeah. So, well, growing up in private Catholic school my whole life. Yeah. Um, Me too. I believe it. Yeah, all, all male Catholic high school. Oh, wow. Yeah, my brother went to Chaminade in Long Island, all male yep. Catholic, and yep. now an atheist. Um, not yeah. to, you know, we don't need to <laughs> just saying, I mean, that's the reality sometimes. Um, right. So uh, excited to hear more about your story, because I do think that the, the story of why people do what they love is really fascinating. So so you, you get into therapy and, and you were like, this is gonna be my, my life. So, it, and it's been 20 years, so you obviously- yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I always knew ever since I was little, and when I say little, like five, mm -hmm. that I was here to help. Mm -hmm. Now at five, you don't know. So I wanted to be a doctor and then I wanted to be a veterinarian and then I wanted to be an oceanographer and work with dolphins and then I went back to veterinarian and then by the time I got to college it was like no you're going to be a doctor yeah. and as we all see how that worked out so. <laughs> so tell me so now we are you know here in this um can I just call it a shit show? Um, Something happening? <laughs> I knew I liked you from the moment we got into it. <laughs> is there like a pandemic? Is what is going on? Is, pandemic? is, is the whole world going down in a handbasket? <laughs> so um, the obvious, of course, we have been um, anxiously awaiting uh, the election. So maybe by Wednesday when this airs, Thomas, we'll know who the president of the United States is. That's a possibility. Um, that would be nice. Yeah. That would be nice to yes. know by then. And then, of course, there being, I'm quite sure there is, um, all right, and we're back. And we're back. So I, <laughs> and we, we left. So I'm going to say what Thomas said, you know, because I hit pause. Um, no, I hit mute instead of hitting pause. And, and then I started cracking up and then I said, you know, I'm the anti on social media about everybody's drinking. And Thomas said, we're either all going to end up in AA or Weight Watchers. And I said, well, I'm in both. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. So we, um, we have to laugh though, Thomas, right? Laughter yes. is the best medicine. Yes. And, and there's been a lot of things happening over the past six months that you just either roll your eyes or shake your head and go, really? That 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 just happened oh okay <laughs> really and really I, we are crying and laughing more than ever <laughs> it's a nice yeah, well yeah 
Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I, I think I think that there are there have been moments of uh, deep sorrow for a lot of people and and shocking moments, you know, yeah. um, and you know the the coping mechanisms that we have all employed pretty much since birth. You know, the major ones have been taken away from us. Yeah. You know, well, what would you do if you were in a bad mood? You'd call your friends, you'd go to their house, you'd go and have a drink, you'd have dinner, you'd go to the movies, you'd go to the theater, you'd go to the gym and work out for, you know, oh, you know, two or three hours and just sweat it out. You'd go, you know, you'd travel, you'd be like, I got to get out of this town, I need to, you know, get away, let's, let's go away and get away somewhere. And unfortunately, that's not happening. And Right. For the safety of yourself and for the world, it can't be that right now. And one of the things that, that I say very often, well before the pandemic, but definitely have said more, is that you are not always going to feel this way. This is not a permanent state. Right. You know, it's very long. It's probably the longest you've ever felt. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll give you that one. Is it hard to deal with? Yes, existential anxiety and existential depression are difficult to wrap your head around. Mm. You know, situational depression, something, you know, happens directly to you. You can wrap your head around that. A loved one passed away. I lost my job. You know, there, that's, it's something concrete that you can focus on. But existential depression and existential anxiety, it's just kind of floating out there in the ether. Yeah. You know, and it's like this pall that is just draped over the world. And it's, and it's, you know, it's not just me. It's not just my family. It's everybody. The world. It's the, the world. world. Yeah. And I don't think we have, we as a, I think I can say that I don't think we as a country have felt this bad since 9-11. Yeah. 9-11 was probably the last time. But even with 9-11, it was something we could wrap our heads around. Something bad. Born together. You know, right. I mean, I was thinking about that that day of 9-11, um, that we could at least hug each other and exactly and cry together and, and be with each other. Um, yep. And there was this real sense of, of unity. That's another big difference. There was a huge, yes. I mean, <laughs> one thing that is a huge difference is we were, we couldn't love first responders more. And that's not no, to say that that's no, but, the same now, but there's obviously been divide. We don't even need to talk about, but there's obviously been such tremendous divide in this country. And mm -hmm. so everything, although familiar to maybe generations before, very unfamiliar in the sense that we can't hold each other through this. So, so mm -hmm. we, and then let's talk about the silver lining, right? Which is my favorite. The silver lining through the pandemic. I'm getting to have this conversation with you today. I've never met you before. I feel like I knew you the, the moment we started talking. The, the fact that we've been able to have technology give us at least, mm -hmm. you know, um, I've been very open and honest about my own recovery and Saturday mornings I host uh, a meeting and then I go to one in New York and it's all about spirituality and I feel mm -hmm. like I can float after those two. Um, so through all of this pain that we're going through, there's, there's tremendous relief and I can, I know how busy you are because we're doing this on a Saturday morning. Um, right. the overall feel I'm sure of your clients, which obviously you can't say what it, you know, the specifics, but I'm sure there's a tremendous yeah. amount of anxiety. 
there's a there's a great amount of anxiety because it's the uncertainty and it's it's the uncertainty of this virus um it's the uncertainty of the election it's the uncertainty of the reaction to the election yeah um i think that uh i think that people's imaginations of what may or may not happen on both sides have started a dance with their own anxiety and they're all dancing in a very dangerous direction. Yeah. And I think as therapists, you know, our responsibility is going to be, okay, let's do a reality check. Let's breathe. What's going on in your reality right now? Yeah. You live in St. Petersburg, Florida, the sun is shining, the birds yeah. are singing, you know, Mayor Kreisman runs the town, God. you know, <sighs> The pier is open, the ferry is running, yeah. you know, you can still sit outside unlike, you know, where we grew up, where you cannot yes. sit outside anymore. <laughs> I, mean, exactly. I mean, it's uh, for people who don't know, it snowed in New England the day before Halloween, you know, so it's the idea that that we still have here in our little burg opportunities, you know, to remain calm and sit back and see how all of these issues play themselves out. You know, the virus, you know, I think people have been hammered to death with what to do about the virus, washing your hands, wearing a mask. I think if, I think for a lot of people, if they hear it one more time, they're going to scream and it's like, yeah, okay, but do it. Right. So again, this isn't forever. This is temporary. Yeah, it's a very hard um, concept, I feel, for a lot of people to grasp. Mm -hmm. They maybe haven't experienced the um, tremendous adversity, which can be life. Mm -hmm. When you are able to see things pass, you know, I'm just going to equate it real, real quick for a moment to my depression. I was thinking about this this morning. When I was in my deepest, darkest moments in my life, when I wanted to leave this earth when I was 21 years old, I never saw the light at the end of the tunnel. I only saw darkness. Mm -hmm. There was no way out of that in my mind until I got the proper help from my therapist, you know, um, and my community in recovery. But today, that was 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. To think that, but that moment in time was so real, right? So everybody's having that moment in time right now when somebody says it will pass, you know, it's so hard to believe because you're in it, you know, and it just doesn't feel like there's any hope. So let's, let's talk about some of the things that, um, that first I want to ask what you do as a, as a human to, to heal, because I find it so important and vital to have this conversation about healers healing themselves. What do you do? And then um, what do you recommend to some of your patients that are going through that moment in time where they just feel like it's not going to pass. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I do? Um, I try and work out whenever I can, although I have gained the quarantine 15. So I'm trying to lose that. Yeah, I'm at quarantine 19. Okay. Um, yeah. I, uh, I love to cook. I love to bake, love to read. Um, love to be with my family. I will have to say that I own two of the goofiest dogs Yes. Um, this side of the moon, 
Um, we have a, a four-year-old black sh miniature schnauzer named Pete and a two-and-a-half-year-old Welsh terrier named Murphy. I love it. And uh, Pete and Murphy, um, they are just big bundles of unconditional love. And, you know, I think when I come home, you know, they are right there at the door to greet me. And it's just, you know, it's just this feeling of, you know, there's other stuff going on right here in front of you. You know, you're being loved. Mm -hmm. um, I think that uh, I also, you know, do a lot of deep breathing. I meditate. Um, I talk to my friends and family when I can. Mm -hmm. um, and to be honest, you know, work is very therapeutic for me. I you know, I, I think that every therapist, you know, when you have that patient, I'm really blessed that I have some wonderful patients who, you know, it seems just when I need it the most, of course, they don't know it, but I know it, you know, they'll turn around and look and say, you know, you know, thanks so much. This was a really great session. I feel so much better. I feel so much lighter. Yeah. And it's like, oh, <laughs> I did something good today. Well, yeah. that's good. Um, in terms of my patients, um, in, you know, in helping them through their anxiety and depression. Uh, so this is a, this is a long list. So I like it. I like a long list. Good. So of course it, it depends on what stage of therapy they're in. How long do I know you? You know, if it's a brand new patient and they are presenting with depression and anxiety, the first thing that I tell them is that, yes, why, while I will continue to see you and talk to you, you need a full medical exam because there are medical issues that absolutely, you know, shows, you know, can look like depression and anxiety, you know, uh, most specifically hypothyroidism um, in men, low testosterone, um, you know, there are other things going on. And especially if you're over the age of 40, one of the, one of the homework assignments I'm going to give is I need you to see a medical doctor and get your blood work done, just so we know that we are addressing the right problem. I don't want to start saying, oh, you need an antidepressant. Oh, you need... Hey, quick interruption on this amazing podcast, but we have to tell you about our awesome sponsor, Thai Technology. They are so cool, and they're here in Tampa Bay, if you're a Tampa Bay listener. Thai Technology is the best voice over IP business phone service company out there. How do I know this? I used to work in telecom before I worked with doctors. That's right. So I know me a good phone system when I see it. Plus, they are integrated with Zoom. They are the only ones that are integrated with Zoom. And if you mention this podcast or you mention the Facebook show, they're going to hook you up with three months for free. Follow them on Facebook and on Instagram. Thai Technology Rocks. To be, you know, on an anti-anxiety medication when you don't. What you need is you need synthetic thyroid. What you need is, you know, hormone replacement therapy. So important. I'm so glad you're saying this. That's great. The okay. medical part, the medical part is really important. Second thing I always evaluate for people, and, and this I firmly believe is a bedrock of good mental health, is how many hours of sleep are you getting per night? Sleep is the most important part for every single person's mental health and for 
an adult between the ages of, let's just say 22 and 70, mm -hmm. which is usually the majority of most of our patients, mm -hmm. um, seven to nine hours of sleep per night. Right. And one of the big things that I have to train um, my patients on is that you must turn off all electronics 30 to 45 minutes before going to bed. Oh, can you wait? Let's take a deep breath for that one. I mean, holy God, everybody. Let's try to really take this in for a second because uh, I have a rule for myself and I only learned this listening to Jay Shetty's podcast, okay? So Jay Shetty, um, who I highly recommend if you haven't heard of him to take a listen, he was the one who talked about, he had had such an addiction and a problem with his own phone. He used to lock his phone in his glove compartment in his car. Mm -hmm. so, so he wouldn't go get it. And, right. um, and now it's just, you know, a pattern where the first thing that I do in the morning is to exercise and then meditate. I don't, and then have coffee. Like I don't look at it until I've done all of the right mental health workout is what mm -hmm. I call it. And the same, I can't say I'm doing a great job at night though, but I needed to hear you say that today, that before I go to bed, because I'm on TikTok, like nobody's business. The light, the light that is admitted, emitted from computers, flat screen TVs, um, iPads, cell phones, um, hits the back of our retina and wakes us up. Yeah. So um, the, the, to the best of my knowledge, the only... Um, handheld electronic that is not backlit that you can actually use almost right until you go to bed is a Kindle. Kindle really? Kindles are not backlit. Okay, good to know. So that's that's one of the few electronics that you can lay in bed and read a book and, and not worry about it. Mm -hmm. But uh, you want to make sure that you're turning off the electronics. You want to make sure you're in a comfortable bed. If you're, if you're sacking money away and saying, gee, how can I improve the house? buy a fantastic mattress. Mm -hmm. As an adult, you are supposed to stay in bed for one third of your life. <laughs> this is more important than your car. This is more important than your couch. Mm -hmm. you, I can honestly say I've done over a hundred interviews and nobody has brought up the importance of sleep. So sleep is if, if you are, if you expect to be a mentally healthy person, you have to get between seven and nine hours of sleep. Now, it can be interrupted one or two times, you know, especially for all of us by the age of 40, who may have to go use the facilities at some point during the night. <laughs> yeah. But it's the idea that after you're done, you climb back into bed and you're asleep within 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. So um, I'm so glad you brought that up. I, I, well, it, if you don't get enough sleep, mm -hmm. if you get less than seven hours of sleep, the neuroreceptors in your brain become less sensitive to neurotransmitters. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, you will have an increase in depression and anxiety. So is that one of the questions that you ask patients? Are you asking them about their sleep in the you know, Absolutely. initial evaluation? Part of the intake. Well, that's great. It's part yeah, it's part of the intake, and it's right then and there that if they say, oh, I, I get about five hours of sleep per night, I'm like, mm-mm. Mm. And right then and there, sometimes we, uh, we find that they are having, you know, some serious sleep disturbance. Yeah. 
sometimes associated with depression and anxiety. This is kind of, it's kind of a way for therapists to get in and, and talk about depression and anxiety um, without mentioning things like antidepressants. Right. And we're like, okay, well, let's try and get that under control, you know? And if you're really having problems falling asleep, talk to your primary care physician and, you know, start with a discussion on melatonin, which is, you know, homeopathic and very safe and you literally can buy it practically anywhere. Yeah. Um, and if that doesn't work, you know, go back to your physician and say, hey, the melatonin didn't work. What are some of my other options? Mm, you yeah, know, um, because we know that things like racing thoughts are a product of anxiety and that people who suffer from generalized anxiety disorder, especially um, will say, oh, I've, I am so tired, I'm going to bed. And they will tell me that their head hits the pillow and the racing thoughts and the ruminating thoughts start immediately. So sleep becomes this, this very large part of what do I need to have, you know, to be a mentally, you know, have good mental health and be a mentally healthy person. You have to go to sleep. Well, yes, I have. I want to share this because I love being so transparent. Um, I don't have a problem sleeping. I never have because um, I, I get up at five and you can barely keep me awake after 945. If we're watching a movie on the couch, it ain't happening. Sharon's going to sleep. My husband loves watching television with me at night because I fall asleep. Um, but I have, since the pandemic began, I took up snoring. Isn't that great? Nope. Yeah, exactly. He's real thrilled about it. And, um, uh-huh. yeah, and I, I, I've always self-diagnosed myself, you know, because I work in the medical field. I'm not a doctor, but, you know, right. I'm around yeah, it. Right. So, obviously, I know better than everybody else. It's yeah. just because of the few extra pounds that I've gained. Um, could it could be. But, Thomas, you know, because of you today, I'm going to... I'm, I'm going to go to the doctor. I'm going to talk. I talk to my doctors about it, but I get the advice that I want to hear. Ever do that? Oh, yeah. Some, six or seven people giving me different advice, and then I just create my own. So I'm going to go have myself checked out because I haven't even myself. But it is so important. Like, I get a quality seven to eight hours of sleep every night. Yeah. Um, even getting up as early as 5 a.m. because I need it. And since the pandemic started, dare I say I've slept better. Because as um, an introvert, there's been this wonderful removal of the pressure of having to be around people. This mm-hmm. is another self-diagnosis, by the way, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm a, I don't need to talk to anybody. This is all what I'm creating. You've got it. You've, you've, made, you've done it. Now, yeah. if you get your medical license, you can just you know, get it to yourself. <laughs> what about no. a <laughs> the doctor whisperer turned into the doctor. God help everybody if that were the case. But um, I really do appreciate you talking about sleeping because it's not spoken about enough, nor is the removal of digital. And I own a social media company. So, um, you know, but I believe in it the most. I believe in getting away from screen time. I believe in getting out in nature. I believe in everything that you're sharing about, but more so I think even before I go to bed, although I don't have a problem sleeping, I know it's not even good for my eyes. I know better. And and just to very quickly touch upon, you said you had a problem with snoring. Mm-hmm. Um, snoring can obviously disrupt your sleep. It can be a sign of a breathing issue. It's certainly um, at least what I have been told that my snoring um, used to 
cause problems with other people sleeping. Yes. Um, and so, uh, so what you want to do is, uh, again, while you're at your primary care physician, have them evaluate you for a deviated septum. Mm -hmm. Again, before we start doing sleep tests and sleep apnea, mm -hmm. let's just go for you know um, an issue that causes snoring um, that is fixed very easily with an outpatient surgery. I had it done, um, and it was the best decision I ever made. Can you stop snoring? I stopped snoring. Okay. Well, thank God my husband isn't here. He'd have me signed up right now. Um, yes, I think that that is great advice, which I'm going to follow, because um, I ordered from Amazon Prime, you know, just this thing. You that, that thing that got, yeah. yeah, yeah. I have nine of them next to my bed, because in the middle of the night, I throw <laughs> them out. <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I've slept in uh, my stepson's room. Oh, the whole, this is wonderful. I'm just putting out all of our, our, our dirty laundry here, but, you know, that's what I do. Because I know I'm not alone. We're not alone. But this oh, is so important. Not even close. Yeah. So what else besides sleep? I think you must be an advocate for nature. You're living in the, the greatest city in the world. Um, yeah, absolutely. Getting outside, um, taking a walk, taking a run, bicycle riding, um, take your dog for a walk. Um, I don't think Anything people is, you know, recommend that enough, Thomas. I don't think enough people recommend the value of having an animal. Oh, we well, that's a show unto itself. You <laughs> Good. Know, We're going to save the next one. We are. Yeah. I want yeah, part because, because having, I've had animals my entire life, mm -hmm. and animals make you responsible for something other than yourself. Mm -hmm. You can't be selfish. Yeah. and have an animal you know you if you weren't if you didn't naturally have it an animal will help you uh create a nurturing part of your soul totally, totally. and i've you know uh prior to the pandemic and mm, probably in the past month or so you know when people come to me and say oh i'm having so much difficulty you know meeting people and talking to people and they're you know and i said go to and the it. dog park go to the dog park because the single man or the single woman that is playing with their dog, that person would give their left kidney yes. for their dog. Yes. And if they would do that for their dog, yes. if he felt or he, if he or she fell in love with you, imagine what they would give for you. It's so true. And I want to mention, because you're going to love this, I have a, a dear friend, uh, Sarah Connolly, who's a healthcare attorney, and her mm -hmm. and her husband go to the the dog uh, bar they don't have yes, a dog, dog yeah but they don't have a dog and they go and she put this out on social and they pretend they have a dog mm -hmm. because they're preparing to you know mm -hmm. have, maybe have a family and maybe have a dog and and all of the test driving other people's dogs absolutely yes yes they are and they are not ashamed yeah. to admit it that they're going no. there and pretending the dog over there that nobody's paying attention to is there yeah, and and dogs are dogs are these wonderful sources of unconditional love, you yeah. know. And for the most part, once you know they've got a little bit of energy out, they all turn into throw pillows. <laughs> you know, we've we I come into the house every day and I look at our schnauzers and I'm like, thank you for making sure that the couch did not float away. I appreciate <laughs> it. The couch is still where it's supposed to be. Thank you so much for keeping it there. Well, my Charlie Brown Chocolate Lab is laying down right next to me, as he does through every interview. 
Um, he's getting quite restless, irritable, and discontent, which maybe some of our listeners are, as the attention span of the human today is about that of a flea. So, and it's hopefully not on our dog, right? Hopefully not on our dog. So what I would love to do, Thomas, if you'd agree, um, is to do a part two, because I do think there's so much more that sure. we can talk about. Um, and I've really, really enjoyed this conversation. All of your information of how to reach you and how to understand about how you two can learn about the dog being a help, going to the doctor, getting enough sleep, uh, turning off the cell phones. Uh, you're a wonderful resource of information for everybody that might be um, struggling today. We are with you, right? Absolutely. We are here to, to help as many people as we can. I will say that, you know, most of us are really busy. You know, I can only encourage you to, when you find a therapist that you think you'd like to be able to connect with, just get on their schedule, you know, and it, it may be a week out, it might be a month out, get on their schedule. Why? Because as soon as you get on our schedule, we're going to want to see you every week. Yeah. You know, we're, we're going to want to make sure that we get you in. Yeah, I think um, that's an important point to make, you know, because Every therapist that I've talked to, it really is, you, you are the busiest you've probably ever been. Yes. I'm sure you are busy, but more so than ever. And I agree with you. I think that for me, it took, I don't know, two or three different counselors. My parents thought that Polly on Park Avenue, because she was fancy, was going to be the one that helped me when I was in my late uh, teens and it, it turned out to be my dad's EAP counselor. Mm -hmm. You know, it, there is somebody for everybody. There is. And it's, you have to really connect with somebody and um, it's worth waiting for. There are a tremendous amount of other resources in the meantime. I always throw out information about NAMI, um, the Crisis Center of Tampa Bay, Celebrate Recovery, 12 Step mm -hmm. Recovery. Um, but I, I agree with you. I think that if there's somebody that you feel like you really connect with that make that appointment, it's worth the wait. In the meantime, there are other free resources out there. Um, and um, great point. A lot of great points today, Thomas. And, and don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to, as a patient to doctor shop, you yeah. know, go to a couple of appointments. If the connection's not there, if you're not feeling it, you're, you're not going to offend us. We, as, as, as therapists, we have experienced this dozens of times that for whatever reason, you know, you thought you wanted a male counselor, you thought you wanted a female counselor, you went to them, you didn't feel it. Okay. Right. No, you know, we're not going to take it personally. We are not going to take it personally. We have never taken it personally. Right. The most important thing is that you are getting the help that you so richly need and so richly deserve. You know, what is going on in this world is not your fault, yet you are going to be a victim of it, whether you like it or not. Yeah. So let us as a profession help you and guide you um, and get and you to- don't wait, right? Don't yeah. wait until there's don't wait. an no. extreme problem and you can't even breathe anymore. Preventative therapy? I am a huge fan of, I am wanting myself now, the thing that I say to people, it's like, you're not in therapy? Well, I've told people before that, you know, um, uh, therapy, uh, therapists are kind of like dentists. Um, everybody needs one and nobody wants to go. <laughs> so, but once, but once you get there, you realize the benefits of being there. 
Right. And both um, and on both sides, once that smile comes back. Once the smile comes back, you're a happier person. Yeah, I love it. Well, I couldn't be happier to have um, spoken to you today. And I look forward to part two. You Absolutely. Know, we've recorded that, so you can't go back. So I'm just- I can't go back. I have to show up again. <laughs> you have to, especially because of, you know, you were going to be a priest one day, so. I was. That, <laughs> that's, that's several sessions. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Thomas. You're welcome. Have a great Saturday. You too. Don't forget to check out Thai Technology. Anyone that mentions this podcast or the Facebook show will receive three free months of service. T-I-E Technology. Check them out. I appreciate you listening to the podcast. We would love it if you subscribed. This way you'll get notified every time there's a new episode, which in fact are Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Please feel free to leave a review. It really helps us, and we appreciate your support. Thank you.